and that was Default Mode Network. That's the latest by Synthwave producer Human Offline, who has been cranking them out since uh, isolation began. Um, we talked about his retrofuturist style and the way he's honing it in uh, from a, a cinephile's perspective. He's really into uh, movies and and scores, especially. And we got into dystopic tech, where it all comes from, and pretty much the future of our species. In, you know, not so many words. We only had uh, nearly two hours. And, uh, yeah. So I'm throwing in his second most recent single, um, Cassette Tape, mo- uh, sorry, Cassette Tape Terrifier, not Modifier, Cassette Tape Terrifier. It's around the hour mark, uh, hour and five mark, I think. We take a little break, regain our bearings, and um, yeah, it's a nice little break. want to see how these work out, and it's just that good anyway. Enjoy. Three, two, one. So we were just talking about, you went to see, or no, you went to see, you went to play with Now Now at The Wire Yeah. back in the day. What year was that? That was, I think, 2011 at The Wire. Wow. Yeah, yeah, 2011. It was, uh, it was like a local band showcase thing. It was, uh, yeah, Now Now. They were like headlining, I think. And then it was, uh, yeah, like my band at the time, Jetpacks. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, like maybe like three other bands. But yeah, they were good. They were fun. Yeah, they're so cool. They put on a show. Yeah, and The Wire. I mean, that was like, I think as far as when I was in the band, we that was the most frequently played venue was the wire Mm -hmm. and it sucks that like you know they're 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 closed now i mean they closed like seven years ago i think a long time ago yeah but um we used to love that place i mean it was so so much fun i loved like how small it was i love like the intimate setting yeah in there um tiny yeah yeah Yeah. you always walked in to like you kind of go down like a long hallway and Mm. then to the right is the the control room like the the sound room and then right in front of that was the stage and and that's it and and like then you can go if you're in the band you could go back you know backstage which was like outside you know right right and that was just load in and out yeah right there yeah so was there a bar i don't remember like right up front i thought there was like there was it was uh, an all ages venue too though. Yeah, yeah. There was um I don't think it was a bar, but it was just like like a food stand. Like you get like water or like chips right, and candy right. and stuff, but I don't um yeah, if it was all ages, I don't know if they were serving booze in there. I can't remember. Right, right. Yeah. I just remembered like some kind of area, concession area, so that must have been it. Yeah, I think it was just like a little, you know, like food stand. Yeah. But because I think um, I saw you guys back in the day, and then I think I, I saw a couple. I didn't go there that often. I had, I've only been there a handful of times. Oh wow! And it was Jetpacks. It was my friend's band, um, Back to Bedford. I think okay. this local band back then. They're not around anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't. I can't even think of who else. Yeah, that was a good. It's a pizza place now. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's cool, but like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh, it's a bummer because like, I used to love uh, playing there and just going there for you know other shows. But mm-hmm. um, damn, that's crazy. I haven't been in that area in years, so mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on in that little you know plaza little area. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. It's not much has changed. It's downtown Upland, the quiet little you know, yeah. town USA type feel. You know? Yeah, 
And yeah. the pizza place, the pizza place is probably that replaced the wires, probably the loudest thing there next to Second Avenue Bar. Oh, uh, really? If you remember that place, yeah. Vaguely. Um, that I, was like I, that kind of rowdy place, rowdy oh, sports yeah, bar. Yeah, like on the corner, I think. Yeah, like just below the corner spot, because the corner spot is um, uh, JD Allison's, just like some Americana diner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and yeah, it's the loudest spot now because they have just like this crowd out front that is always just loud, partying, drinking, and smoking, and because it's more of a bar than anything. And then like during the day, it's it's you know family oriented. I think they sponsor a softball team and stuff like that. You know, and then yeah. at night it's just like all the it's a it's like a punk bar. Huh. You know, a lot of punks hang out there, a lot of metalheads and stuff, and it's cool and really good pizza. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, sounds fun. It's not the wire, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always get uh, the what's it called in in Claremont. There's uh, where DBA is around there. Oh, Pomona. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's Pomona. No, I'm thinking <coughs> of um, Claremont for sure. Are you thinking of uh, the press? Yeah, the press. The yeah. press. That's the one. I always get the press. That that little street confused with Upland. For oh. Some reason. Cause I, I go there more. I go to Claremont more. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm in town, going to like that area, I we tend to always go to that little street. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, I I always get that Upland like little street confused with Claremont, where the press is. Oh, I, I forget yeah. what that street's called. Like, is it ben, Harvard or, or something? In Claremont. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of the college names. It's like uh, yeah. Harvard or Yale or something like that. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. It's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. I think last time we went there was uh, Vinny had, and I don't know if you went. Vinny Vinny had uh, like an art show in that area. Oh no. Yeah, it was really cool. He had um, all his uh, all his his photos on mm-hmm. display, and it was, they're all lit up and stuff. And it oh, was cool. Really, really cool. It was, like, in this little, like, nice shop. Mm-hmm. But it was right around the corner from that general area where the press is and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, movie theater and everything. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love that area. It's mm-hmm. just quiet, and there's something really peaceful about it and yeah. great food in that area. I think there's a... There's a lot more to do than Upland, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have they have a bar there. Um, there's, like, a it's a bar slash restaurant, and it's one of those places where there's, like, peanut shells all over the floor. Oh, you know what I'm talking uh, about? Heroes and Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Angels and Kings. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Hollywood. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. But I don't even think that place is open anymore. I, they I didn't have a patio, right? Yeah. No, no. I remember um, there's a band, Hollywood Undead. I think one of the original members, who I think was like the original singer, mm-hmm. he got beat up outside that bar. <laughs> Really? By the by, the guys in the band, like his, oh. his own ex bandmates, uh, I think jumped him. Damn. From what I heard or from what I read, like on, <laughs> yeah. on the internet or something. But um, yeah, I, it's like I think after that's like the last thing I heard about that bar, and I think after that it got shut down just for various reasons. But I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's still there. I don't really go down to Hollywood anymore unless when when shows were a thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> before yeah. COVID. I would go down there just for just for shows at like the Fonda, um, and that Loaded was, was there. Did you ever go to metal shows and all that? No, no, I was mm. never really like a metal guy. Mm. I maybe went to like local shows out here in Upland and Rancho because I had a growing up here. I had a lot of friends that were in bands, and they mm. were all like metalheads. Yeah. So I would go. I think I went to a couple of their shows, but I was never really into like the metal scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a specific scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely like appreciate <clears throat> it. I just never dove into it and yeah. got you into d- the music. 
you're definitely not finding some dingy dive in uh in Riverside and yeah. <laughs> finding the locals there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I used to go. To, this is funny, but I used to go to Riverside. Um, like I wasn't even 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was 18, and a close friend of mine would take me to this club called Avenue mm-hmm. down there. It was like in the college area, hmm. and uh, my very first time I went in there. The guy thought I was 21, and mm-hmm. so he slapped a 21 plus wristband on, on he me. He just gave it to you. Gave it to me, and, I, and so and so my all the friends I went with were like like pissed at first because like you know I'm the, I got the wristband and they didn't, but I'm like wait I can buy us all drinks, and, <laughs> and so that's what we did. So I just bought I bought me and my 18 year old friends oh drinks. Oh my god, that's that awesome. Night. So we got away with it. So it was pretty cool. But and I work in a restaurant. I would card you today. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what's fucking weird is. Like, do you get carded when you go buy booze when you have to wear a mask? Uh, sometimes, yeah. But they don't make me take it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I could be anybody under here. Exactly. <laughs> I could be like a five-year-old buying, you know, Maker's Mark. Yeah. You never know. Three five-year-olds in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one on top has like a fake beard yeah. and just, you know, gray hair. Not even, not even a need for it. Just yeah. wear the mask. Yeah. And like, no but, one's saying anything about it. Exactly. Well, um, the, my local Ralphs out where I live, mm. when I, whenever I go, there's been a couple times where like I've wanted to pull down my mask, but I'm like, oh, it's not a good idea. Leave it on. You know, mm. if, they, if, if they tell me to pull it down, I'll pull it down. But they never ever, they don't card, or if they do card, they just don't even look at my face. They're just you know just checking it. They scan it and just hand it back to me. But they're like looking down like half the time, just yeah. scanning my stuff. There's a lot of like, fuck this attitude. I think at mm-hmm. this point. For sure. Yeah. Especially in rest or not restaurants, especially in, um, in, uh, grocery stores. Yeah. It's like, they, they don't, they went through all the shit in the beginning, right. When it was just chaos and they were the only thing open. And I think at this point they just don't care anymore. And I don't blame them at yeah. all. You know, it's like, oh. me neither. Yeah. yeah uh, it's uh, at first when, when COVID was, when the pandemic was starting and everything shutting down and, and, uh, they were being hailed as like heroes you know, yeah. like the grocery store workers and anyone that was like doing a service job on the front lines, mm-hmm. they're being hailed as like heroes. But and while that's like, you know, while it's kind to say most of them were just like, we're not heroes, you know, give us if we're heroes and give us like hazard pay, you know, like, yeah. give us fat <laughs> bonuses for putting our lives on the line so you can buy bananas every day. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of see now, like when I go to Ralph's, like no one's saying that anymore. And it's 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 such a rushed environment to be in because everyone's just trying to get their stuff to just get the fuck out. Yeah, you know, and yeah. understandably, like you should, you just get in, go, get your stuff, mm-hmm. leave, and just get home and wash your hands. Yeah, so that's how it was in the beginning when like we really didn't know what it was and it was just chaos in the. You know, I yeah. was I, I've got a Vons right here. That's there's a Ralph down, Ralph's down the street, and even though it's cheaper, it's like just a little further, and I, <laughs> I just go to Vons, but. um they put stuff up immediately. They put up the screens at the at the checkout um, lines, and um, they they taped off these areas and wouldn't let you come into this little corridor to get into the line until it was at a certain capacity. And like mm-hmm. they they did their due diligence, and it was really cool to see. But it was everybody was just in a panic mode, you know. You saw it, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy. And Ralph's, I'm sure, did their part, you know. Yeah. They even paid, uh, they raised it like two bucks. They raised the, the salary two bucks. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was them. And um, everybody was like, so are you going to just keep it? Th- you can't take that away after this. Yeah. No, that's just the new wage, you yeah. know. 
So I hope they did. I hope they kept it. They should. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't know how long this is going to go on. I know there's like, I, I, even I don't know, and I don't have a degree, a medical degree or anything. So like half the time when I'm like telling my my thoughts or point of view on like when things are going to open or when this virus is going to go away, when the vaccine's going to be ready. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of like spitballing what I've heard on the news, but every day there's so much, there's so many updates on what's going on that mm-hmm. you don't know which thread to follow anymore. And you don't know what's true. What's, what's false. Yeah. There's just so much information. <coughs> I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like, I'm just going to just listen to the CDC, wear a fucking mask, wash my hands yeah, you know, just stay, stay away from people as much as I can and wait until this thing blows over. Kind of like in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just hunker down. Yeah. yeah. Have a pint. The, was it the Winchester? Yeah. The Winchester. Go and have a pint and wait, wait for this whole thing to blow over. <laughs> that's kind of like that's where I'm at mentally. Yeah. <laughs> so just drink beer until this shit's over, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I know a lot of people. and It's not just me. A lot of people now that they're working from home or they're just so pissed off of how the world is right now they're just mm. drinking every day yeah you know I, I find myself doing that i'm having like one or two drinks a night just to like calm my nerves yeah it's exceptional times yeah. you know they said alcoholism is up for sure <laughs> along yeah. with everything else you know yeah um i had right at the beginning just before it hit i um i subscribed to a wine service where they give you five bottles a month and it was just like kind of catered to your taste. They asked kind of basic questions like what kind of flavors you like and, you know, mm. where, like, how do you like to drink with friends oh. or alone with a book, with music and things like that. And um, they sent me five, they sent me four bottles in the beginning, but they had happened to throw in a fifth just as a promo. So I got five bottles um, three days after uh, it started essentially <laughs> three days after my job told me don't come in uh, we don't know what's going on uh-huh. works canceled until further notice and you know uh at my doorstep are five bottles of wine and it was almost like an omen it was yeah. like is this what i'm supposed to do now <laughs> <laughs> you just look up to the sky and you're like god yeah is this you <laughs> yeah I, I mean that's that's great timing yeah that's 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 uh that's the universe right there speaking to you but yeah and telling me to get hammered and yeah <laughs> i know it right? blows over and you know what's funny is uh like and you remember this too like like the week the week when all all that shit was starting and mm-hmm. the grocery stores were just pure chaos mm-hmm. and there were lines out the door even before stores were opening there was like you know an one hour wait outside the store because yeah. of the line mm-hmm I remember one morning, um, this is when, like, there were, it was just pure chaos, maybe, like, the first weekend, and I went to, I tried to go to my local Ralph's, and I, like, I got up an hour early, got there, maybe, like, an hour before they opened, and even, even like, they opened, like, at 8, I think, mm-hmm. I got there at 7, and the line was just already around the corner, you know, already looped, Yeah. and, and then there was a Walgreens right across the street, so I was like, well, fuck this, I'm going to Walgreens, they're open, and all I was trying to get was just water and, like, toilet paper... You know, all the shit that was gone, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it's like, I, we need these things, like these three things, and they're all gone. Yeah. And and then I'm like, I kind of want waffles, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> But they had those. I, they didn't, actually. They well, didn't? <laughs> so they didn't have, they didn't even have waffles. And mm. they had nothing I was looking for. Um, if, if anything, they just had, like, the cosmetics, you know, like, all the makeup stuff. And, right. And, and, like, they were start. you could tell they were starting to run out of, like, basic necessities, like soap and shampoo and, and you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked the, one of the workers there, I'm like, you know, um, they were, cause they were standing outside. Like all the workers were standing outside, staring at the line at Ralph's 
and when I walked in and, and I, I asked him, like, do you guys have waffles? Like, I'm just trying to get waffles <laughs> and, like, you know, three other things, you know, water, TP, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, no, man, we're, we're out of, like, all that stuff. And, and, and they're like, uh, and I started walking back to my car, and the, the guy was like, oh, you're not going to stay and watch? I'm like, watch what? He's like, wait, watch when that door opens over there at Ralph's, like, oh. that the stampede just runs in. Because I guess they've been, they've been watching it, like, every morning. <laughs> People were, like, stampede in the, in the store. And oh, my God. So the guy, yeah, the guy was like, you're not going to stay? I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I know. I just want to get waffles. It was 7. I was fucking hungry. Yeah, you're like, like, I'm serious. I really want waffles. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I, I think I, um, I went home for a bit, and then I went back. I, I just said, you know what? Fuck this. I'll go to Ralph's. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the line's gone. And, yeah, it was gone. The line was already, you know, diminished, but um, it was just utter chaos in there. People mm. were just running around, like you know, like at Ralph's, they play music, and it's a little lively. Yeah, no music, just dead silence. All you could hear were just people, just like you know, running around with their carts, and uh, I, 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 people were like bumping into each other, which is like, you know, at the time was not advised. Like, yeah, stay away from people. <laughs> but people were bumping into each other just yeah. to get their stuff, and even even then, like worry about um, it later. Yeah, I, I think they did have water, though, when I went in there. Mm-hmm. They had a case of water, like bottled water, but there was barely anything left. So I got one of those, and I you know, got my waffles, finally. <laughs> <laughs> you did get the yeah, waffles. I got nice. the waffles. Um, <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, it was um, the first few weeks out there was just utter chaos. Yeah. And, and nobody knew what, was, you know, what to do. Yeah, we thought it was the plague. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. right away. And I was... I, I was stuck in a line for Walmart in um, uh, in La Puente, and the line was too long. I was with my girlfriend, and we got up early. It was like 4.30 waiting in line, and uh, we're like, all right, there's a Walmart here. If this uh, fails, there's a 99-cent store over, you know, and they've got a ton of – they always have toilet paper. They always have sanitizer and all yeah. this sort of stuff, and um, – Walmart was a bust and we ended up leaving and we go to the 99 cent store. There's a line for like an hour and we're just standing around. We're all patiently waiting in line and there's one dude just kind of like pacing right up front and we're like, dude, like wait in line with everybody else. Like we're going to shove you out of the way. Like we don't know what's going on here. So as soon as they open the door, everybody, you know, like uh, flows in and goes straight for the toilet paper and we're getting other stuff too. Like we need other stuff. But, um, um, Everybody goes straight for the toilet paper, and one person decided to just be the one to distribute in an orderly fashion, huh. and it was so such a beautiful little moment, <laughs> you know, to yeah. watch. She's like, we're like, oh, thank you so much for working here at this time. She's like, I don't work here. I just don't <laughs> want this to be chaotic. And we're like, oh, good on you. What, yeah. What an angel. Yeah, what a fucking hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's insane for someone to, like... In that sense, they're kind of putting their health at risk. Oh, for sure. Know, standing there and, and also their, their safety because mm-hmm. you're going to get that one guy who runs up and he's like, give me all the fucking TP. And he just, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, like everyone was doing at first. Like yeah. before, I think even before we really knew what to do, that's when people had heard there's a virus spreading. Mm-hmm. And that's when everyone was like clearing out everything. You yeah. Know, like all the, all the viral videos you see of like ladies taking like – having pallets of water and supplies wheeled out to their cars, mm-hmm. you know, like they cleared out the entire pallet. Yeah. And that's just fucking chaos. Like I, stores should have never let that happen. There should always be yeah. a cap. There should have been a limit. Yeah. There should have been a limit. Even there pens, should still even, be a limit. There's, yeah, exactly. But there isn't, which is nuts. Well, yeah. certain things have limits, but, um, so yeah, I, I worked at target. Alcohol. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I worked at target when I was younger and there was like limits on like electronic stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that applies to food. 
So. It's weird that it would not apply to food, but it would right? apply to uh, what, like TVs? A Game Boy or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. But That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, here we are, what, six months later? and uh, Seven months in now? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know, man. I, I just, I want shows back. You know, I want, I want to see my family again, and I want to do, I just want my life back, and I, I, all of us do. But yeah. we just have to be patient and just, you know, wait until there's a vaccine. And when we have more information on when things can open up and mm-hmm. that's, that, that's all it is. And I'm kind of glad that like a lot of, um, you know, like the governor had a lot of pressure at the time mm-hmm. during the first closure of everything. And because he was getting so much pressure to reopen, that's when they did like phase one of like the reopening. And then. I don't know what face they got to, but it got to a point where like cases were spiking again. And yeah. so then we just kind of reversed everything we had just did shut down again. But luckily now in LA, there's uh, like salons and barbershops that are reopening. Which oh, is they are. Good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Cause those were like the last holdouts, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, not holdouts. They weren't holding out, uh, but nobody was letting them open up. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were, um, I think they were one of the first types of businesses to close down. Yeah. And and yeah. now they're open again. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, everything else, it, it's weird. Cause like on my little strip of where I live, there's a lot of shops mm-hmm. and there's like a Rite Aid. Um, there's a Ralph's like one block away. It, it, that little strip is operating, but everything is either outdoor or, you know, it's like a salon or a barbershop mm-hmm. and it just feels normal in that one little strip. Right. right. But if I go like maybe a mile away down, you know, if I go, if I head East on like Magnolia Boulevard, that's mm-hmm. when, um, that's where it's like a ghost town, you know, uh, it's feels, to this day. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some shops that are opening up and there's like restaurants, but mm-hmm. all the non-essential businesses are still shuttered. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's just like, there's just like desolate feeling in my area in one little strip of, of my town. And yeah. then if I just go closer to my place, it feels completely normal. Like there's no pandemic, you know, yeah. like it's just outdoor. <laughs> are people, that. you said people are generally cooperative though. Right. And yeah. And taking it in stride. We've had a few bad eggs. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. There's a lady who went viral, um, the, the Trader Joe's lady. Do you see that? Oh, yeah, Where yeah. She, she's My like rights. screaming or something. Yeah, that that was actually a brand new Trader Joe's that had just opened up. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget exactly what the big deal was. I think she didn't have a mask. Yeah, she didn't want to wear it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. She just didn't want to wear it. Yeah, she I, maybe she claimed she had... She She's claiming a different side of the story that she was being harassed, and that's why she flipped or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't... I just saw the video of, like, and, like, the thumbnail of her, like, hunched over, like, screaming like a banshee at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's all I know. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think there was that incident, and then there was... Um, and, you know, maybe a couple people like when we go to Ralph's, we heard we, we'd hear people like arguing with the cashiers about like wearing a mask mm-hmm. or something or getting too close. So, uh, yeah, I mean, people are just on edge, you know, for sure. I mean, I I blame them. I blame that side wholeheartedly because they're just insane in so many ways. But like, yeah. at the same time, I can see the I can understand like that edginess of like. I just want out, you know, I just mm-hmm. want this to be over, yeah. you know, and some people just aren't level headed, you know, some people are just yeah. prone to outbursts and prone to not wanting to listen to, to people they simply disagree with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to wear a mask. It's mm. not. And, 
and there's a lot of companies now that are making really cool designs on these these masks mm-hmm. and it's like why you know there's one guy um I, I i have a few of his masks but he's uh he's a designer named rob sheridan mm-hmm. and he makes really cool um face coverings and he has like different designs of like movie monsters oh, cool. um, like sci-fi movies and he has mm-hmm. really funny ones that say like wear a fucking mask yeah in. <laughs> you know I, I have one that says nope on it yeah um but he he, he makes he makes really cool designs and he's mm-hmm. like trying to make it he's like he's trying to do like um you know he's trying to do something for the greater good of the, of, our, of humanity and to survive this fucking thing like hey if you're not gonna wear a mask why not wear one that looks really cool or has like your favorite movie monster on it or your favorite sci-fi movie yeah you know cause maybe that'll make it more bearable for you to cover your face but yeah um you know, like i get it it's slightly harder to breathe like but not really right yeah, like you get used to it i'm used to it now i'm used yeah i work in it i work eight hours a day <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah i can tell you it's fine you know yeah yeah um have you seen the ones that are just, they'll take a picture of your face and put this part on <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. The lower half. Uh-huh. Brilliant. Yeah. That, that's Brilliant. a really good idea, but I've seen a couple that are like really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so their face looks like really, or their, their, their like lower half of their face looks like warped. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like it's really tiny. So it's like, is that really what your face looks like? <laughs> But, I just think of the ones with like the messed up teeth and all that, or like yeah. the tongue sticking out. Yeah, yeah. See, people are getting. We're at a point now where we're getting used to it and we're having fun with it mm-hmm. because it's it sucks. You got to wear a mask, but you have to do it to protect yourself and and other people and to get through this. The way yeah. out is through, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's it best is. way to say it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of, like you said, non-level-headed people out there who are revolting against the whole wearing a mask um mm. oh sorry oh no worries oh god it would suck if everything just fell <laughs> podcast over um, it's not entirely stable but it's you know it's there okay good, good. um <laughs> you're good yeah yeah it's it's just you're you're on one side or the other you know and if i feel like all these people who don't want to wear a mask need to go to like one like we should like preserve alabama for like the one state everyone needs to go to if like hey you don't want to wear a mask Go to fucking Alabama, hang yeah. out with your your other anti-maskers until this whole thing blows over. Just yeah. leave everyone else who's not wearing a mask <laughs> alone. You know? Until that population just dwindles and yeah. nobody's allowed back here. <laughs> and in Alabama, yeah, we'll just carve it out of the U.S. and just let it float into the ocean. I mean, what are we missing? I don't know. I've been there once and it was a very interesting <laughs> experience. Yeah, really? Yeah. I where, was, where were you? Uh, why were you there? So I used to work for um, one of my best friends. He had a, He was in a band um years ago uh and i was touring with them Mm -hmm. and i was like their little band technician band-aid guy Mm -hmm. and um i had to get a haircut and because my hair was just out of control Mm -hmm. it was i think it was like august 2011 yeah yeah, it was just really hot and humid Mm -hmm. and it was a day off and i I really needed a haircut so i found a nearby barber shop that was like a mile away so i walked uh i walked to the barber shop and it, there was nobody in there mm-hmm. and it was like walking into um like a like a, a time portal into like the 1950s where there's like nothing but like confederate flags everywhere oh my god and yeah so so he was he was like you know, one of those guys mm-hmm. and it was like just confederate flags everywhere you know and mm-hmm. so i'm like fuck all right well i gotta get this over with i went in there and he made a comment about i think my jeans i was wearing like tight like blue skinny jeans at that time oh and like yeah yeah a tight black t-shirt and long hair and I had long hair. And, and so, and so he, he like made a comment. He's like, yeah, you don't look like you're from around here. 
Um, he's like, yeah, I can tell by those like those like jeans you're wearing. He he said something really, really weird, but also very like indicative of like you know I I, I don't you know I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be your friend, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you and I, like, we, we probably have complete different viewpoints on certain things and issues. And, <laughs> you know, you're my customer, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, hold that against you yeah. right now. I still need your money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he, he just made a comment about how I looked, and I just knew right away, like, oh, fuck, like, this guy's going to hate me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just get this, my fucking head cut off and <laughs> just get out of here. So, yeah, I got my haircut, and he it was really good haircut, <laughs> and I'll give him that. <laughs> and then I walked back to the, to the bus, the, the, the tour bus we were yeah. on, and, uh, and that was it. But wow. it was just a very, I don't know, if, if you've ever been to, like, yeah, I guess Kentucky's, like, a good example, you know? Yeah. Maybe it was, like, Kentucky. I walked through, I went to get, like, a beer or something like that, and the nearest... Uh, liquor store to me it was a gas station i was staying at the brown hotel and like the closest thing was i don't know half a mile away may as well have been 10 it was so strange like it was dark not a lot of lights on the street a ton of homeless people a lot of like erratic homeless people Uh not just people chilling on the on the sidewalk a lot of people moving around kind of acting shifty and i'm just Got my headphones in just but i had everything off you know like i wasn't (laughs) listening to anything i'm just watching and I'm like, I don't know what's, I don't know how to feel about this. Making it quick, walking fast enough that I get to where I need to go. Not enough to raise suspicion. And people are looking because, I don't know, like, I don't live there, you know? Yeah. And, like, I don't think, I didn't stand out or in any way. Like, I look like everybody else, but, like, um, but I clearly didn't live there. I wasn't a regular. And, like, that's a small town it seems you know and um so everybody you know people are looking and they're like you know kind of shifting eyes and i'm like all right let me just get out of here real quick other than that everybody was pretty cool you know yeah i found a dive bar uh where we were hanging out with this band called um uh everywhere everywhere and they were part of the showcase um, that I told you about for the gathering. And we ended up going to this little dive bar, one of the greatest country bands I've ever heard in my life, live, right there for free. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these locals that were great. But like all the people that were there were like just drunk, friendly, but like drunk and wanted to fuck around. You know, <laughs> like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like these, um, these businessmen came in and they just got hookers off the street brought them with them to party and they tried to party with us and try to party with everybody in the bar and they, even they were like turned off to, to the whole thing and i was just like this is such a weird yeah weird city where the fuck am i yeah yeah uh, that's awesome hmm. now there, that reminds me of a bar that's uh in my neighborhood called the fox fire room and it's, hmm. it's famous for being like one of the best dive bars in la hmm. and r.i.p powerhouse yeah exactly yeah right <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and it's actually, um, it's a spot that was known for like film locations in the oh, area. Cool. Yeah. So, um, if you're familiar with the movie Magnolia, steel uh, Magnolias, but no, oh, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, Magnolia was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson mm. and, um, it's a, it's like, it's, I mean, a lot of his movies have like this theme of like characters that cross paths eventually, you know, like these intertwining like storylines. Mm hmm. And it's like one of those movies. It, um, it has like Tom Cruise, uh, really huge cast. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, um, I think Julian Moore. I can't remember. Just, just a huge, huge cast. Mm-hmm. But amazing movie. 
and um, oh, William William H Macy. Is oh, okay. It. Yeah, so we all know who he is because of Shameless. But there's a scene where he walks into a bar and sits down, um, and and that was the bar they shot that uh, that scene at in mm-hmm. Magnolia was at the Foxfire Room. So that's kind of like what it's known for is like that's that's like the that's like the Magnolia Bar. Yeah. And and uh, they have uh, inside they have like photos of you know like sometimes when there's like TV shows or movies filming there they have like pictures of like you know the actor that was in there at the time or something you know just to kind of like showcase just to commemorate the commemorate it yeah yeah, yeah. so um, I think there's a picture of William H Macy in there somewhere and that movie was think that came out in 99 or 2000 mm-hmm. one of the yeah right around that time but uh, and they've got it like right up top or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but uh but that the whole point of that bar is like it attracts weird people and you know like like lo- a lot of locals go there and they're like just complete oddballs but <clears throat> they're such nice people mm-hmm. and there's there's so much fun like they just want to just party and just just get you know just get fucking ripped you know yeah. and and then just walk home and they're like the they're like the, the funniest nicest people you'll interact with yeah but you'll never see them again you know? yeah. <laughs> like, only at foxfire do you see these people yeah like yeah. i don't see them walking around at, uh, in the daytime and i don't see them at ralph's or anything yeah you know <laughs> they're like night you never callers. see them on the street yeah. yeah exactly it's just they're just like these mysterious um you know these these bar fanatics that just show up like they're fucking ghosts or something <laughs> Like they haunt the place. I love those places. I had a place like that in D.C. called um, The Raven. Not even The Raven. It was just called Raven Bar and Grill. They didn't have a grill. They sold chips because it would allow them to remain open as a bar. Like, they had to serve food. Mm -hmm. So they just served chips while, like... And they got grandfathered in because every other bar that had to adhere to that rule had to serve food. Food, you know? Yeah. And, uh... You'd get, like, writers, uh, photographers, editors, like, musicians would come through, cash only. Everything was cheap. It was really small. And it was the same same feel, right? Just, like, um, people you'll never see on the street. I, I never saw anybody outside of that, except the bartender, who's a friend of mine. But um, uh, everybody was interesting. You have to int- reintroduce yourself every time you go in there because, like, nobody <laughs> recognizes. Nobody remembers you from the night before. Uh, yeah, I love those places. Yeah, they're just iconic, and they're always little tucked away. I mean, that place sounds. This place sounds like a, a hub, right? I'm sure everybody. Yeah, kind sees of. It, sees it as a sort of film mecca. Yeah, mm. and it's it looks um, like on the outside of it because you have to enter through the parking lot, which is behind the entrance mm-hmm. on on the street. In the front, <clears throat> there's like a a white neon sign that you can tell has been there since the place opened mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like a staple in that neighborhood where nothing has really changed mm-hmm. at all and I, I don't think it has because i when i we watched magnolia and then we go we, we like we like went to the bar like a week after we watched it um it looks almost like a one-to-one copy oh cool so i'm like this is rad like they yeah. didn't change a thing you know um and it's funny you mentioned the whole like bar that only serves chips because that's that was foxfire they only serve chips in there mm-hmm <clears throat> but what's cool is you, you can actually um, you can bring food in there. They, they let you bring in food and you can eat in there. Yeah, yeah. Which is really rad because there's like two pizza shops around the corner. And that's what most people do is they just walk and get pizza. Yeah. They bring it in and they just eat dinner inside the bar. Yeah. And that's like the, the trade off, right? And so, yeah. Yeah. We don't serve food, but bring whatever you want. Exactly. So long as you're drinking. Exactly. Here. Yeah. And they have like you can you can get a cocktail in there for like I don't know, six bucks. 
Oh, nice. Like they're really strong. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's a dive bar. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a dive bar. Yeah. But we love it. Uh. You know, but sucks that uh, you know, it's closed. <laughs> so. Uh, do you, do you think they're are are they gonna survive or are they out? I don't know. I hope they survive. They have to be like all the actors who've been there. Like, mm-hmm. I bet they're throwing a few bucks at them. I, I would hope. hope. I would hope like celebrities are doing their doing that sort of thing for their old haunts, you know, and yeah. especially for institutions like that. Yeah. You know, restaurants, be it restaurants, especially bars, especially for you know, right, bars are always for writers too. Right. So like, I'm sure yeah. writers throw a few bucks, write, write a piece or, you know, Instagram it, <laughs> just right? sort of like uh, promo it, you know, I mean, maybe your name behind it for, for all we know behind the scenes, maybe there's uh you know, they're getting funded somehow by, the local <clears throat> celebrities who that was like their stomping grounds, you mm-hmm. know, and it still is, or like, that'd be really cool. You know, yeah. if they're, they're helping them stay afloat in that regard to like pay their rent. So I, I know, um, where I get, where I used to get my haircut is a barbershop, you know, right outside my, like my building, maybe mm-hmm. like two minutes away walking distance. And I was, I was talking to the owner. This is after phase one mm-hmm. where they allowed barbershops to open up. Um, and before they closed down again, but I was talking to him and he's saying like, yeah, pretty much everyone in this little strip is like struggling to pay the rent to the landlords, but the landlords aren't like being cool about it. You yeah. Know? They're being very demanding. Like they don't care. You know, they we're struggling too. We don't care that you're struggling. We still need to get paid. We still need our, our rent. Yeah. And at that time he was, uh, he was telling me like, yeah, I think everyone, even me, like everyone, all of us here. We, there's no way we can make that happen. So like, you know, what, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah. And then I think maybe a week or two later, that's when everything had to shut down again. But, hmm. but now they're still open. There's, there's, you know, customers going in and out, which is great. So that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. I just hope it's the same for Foxfire when they reopen, but no patio. I take it. <clears throat> there, there not is much of one. I mean, there's a, there's a smoking patio. Like the way it is, you have on, on Magnolia, there's like the front door, but you can't even go in. It does a sign that says you have to go around. Mm-hmm. So you go around to the parking lot. That's the main entrance where the bouncer is. And then there's like a little tented area. and But that's that's technically the smoking patio. So you can't bring your drinks out there. Right. And as far as I've heard, the, the bartenders aren't, you know, setting up out there and serving drinks. Right. So I, I just think um, the whole place is, you know, just <sighs> shut, just shuttered. Shame. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. I, it's it's going to be interesting to see what, what comes back after this. Yeah. I mean, even, like, movie theaters. They're out. Know. The Lamely and Claremont's done. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. So yeah. They, they went under, for sure. It was just replaced by a coffee shop, a friend's coffee shop, actually. I couldn't believe it. No I was way. Like, oh, my God. He that's, got in there. Oh, yeah. That's fucking devastating. Gone. Yeah. I, I've seen a bunch of movies. <laughs> like, yeah. It's such a quiet little place. It's one of those, like, Terra Vista. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've gone oh, there. Oh, yeah, dude. Where yep. it's like, everybody knows about it, but nobody crowds it. Yeah. You know, somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. Terra Vista was, like, the one theater you could sneak into mm-hmm. so easily as a kid. Yeah. Um, this is actually a funny story. We, uh, my, my friends and I, we went to go see Jackass, the, the, the very first one. Yeah. And this is like 2002. I think mm-hmm. it was like October, 2002. Mm-hmm. So me and my friends really wanted to see it, but you know, it was like a hard R. So we were 13 years old. And, and so what we did, we, we bought tickets for the ring, you know, the, wow. the ring remake, yeah, you know, yeah. the very first one. And, and we had no idea what this movie was about, but I think my brother was there and he was like, 
I don't want to see Jackass. I really want to see The Ring because he loves horror movies. Mm-hmm. And so he went to go see it by himself, and the rest of us went to go see Jackass. Mm-hmm. But before the fucking movie even started, my friends and I were having like a food fight inside the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and and people got really pissed, rightfully so, and they went and ratted us out to, man- uh. to, the, uh, to management or whatever. And they, they came in and kicked us out. And then the manager's like, give me your, your ticket stubs. And he looks at our stubs. He's like, okay, you guys have two choices. You can go see the movie you paid for mm-hmm. or you can leave. So we were just like, let's just go see the movie, you know, whatever. So we go in the movie. It starts. And we were fucking terrorized mm-hmm. because we had no idea what the movie was about. I, 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 had, I, I didn't even know there was like a, uh, an original to this remake or whatever. We just had no idea what to expect. And the whole time, we're, like, I'm, like, sinking in my seat with my shirt <laughs> over my face, you know, ready to cover my eyes at yeah. the next fucked up, distorted face I see from when Samara, the, the, the whatever she was, the entity would, like, kill people. Yeah. That was horrifying. That was a terrifying movie. That was a terrifying movie. <laughs> and uh, but it was also a great movie. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, yeah. It's, solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I love it now. But back then, um, I, I don't think I was... I was into horror movies, but I, there was like a period where I just didn't watch any for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just didn't know what to expect. And I just I just forgot what it was like to sit in a dark, loud theater, especially a movie like that, where this fucking you don't know how because like, you don't know how people are dying at first in that movie. Yeah, you just you just know that like they watch a tape, and then their body is found, and their face is all mushy and mushy distorted. and stretched out, yeah. and just horrifying to look at. Mm. But. uh but uh, yeah, Terra Vista, man, that was like, as a teenager, that was my stomping ground, buying tickets <laughs> to different movies and go seeing like a R-rated movie, you know, that's how you did it. Yeah. My roommate who you just met, uh, she used to work at Edwards and she would get us into movies all the time. She'd sneak us in the back or like just let it, <laughs> she like rose up, you know, rose up the ranks and just would let us in eventually. Yep. It was it was great. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had friends like that too at Edwards at Regal. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I had I had several that like even before they were yeah. before they were managers. They, I had a friend who worked the door. Yeah, and he would pretend to rip. He would just go, "Okay, go ahead." He would like do this with his hands. Yeah, like, he's pretending to rip like invisible tickets, and we yeah. just, we would just walk right in. Oh my god! And we would we snuck into so many movies and midnight premieres mm-hmm. because of him. You know, God bless so his soul. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always good to have friends like that, right? Looking out yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, not not anymore. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, as a kid, it's okay because you don't care and you don't have, you don't really have morals yet. And yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Give a shit. Entirely. Yeah. But but now it's like I, I feel so guilty if I were to sneak into a movie. I feel know, bad. Yeah. I feel like oh man, I'm like I'm stealing from all these creators and you know. And, and I'm yeah. just, I, uh, I'm just like stealing from people because, <laughs> you know, I'm a musician, so like I don't want to. I never download music illegally. I always pay for it. I was just gonna ask. Yeah, what was the, what was the last thing you downloaded, and was it Kazaa? <laughs> was it <sighs> via Kazaa illegally? You're yeah. saying? Um, no. Um, so I, I used to use LimeWire back in the day. Yeah. And that was before again. Like I knew this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last thing I probably downloaded. Um, God, I used to rip audio. I used to rip audio from movie trailers. Oh, cool! Like if I heard a really cool song, um, you were able to find those, like old scores and stuff. Well, um, not scores. Well, like like okay, so the movie Three Hundred. Mm-hmm. In the very first trailer, they used a Nine Inch Nails song called "Just Like You Imagined." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but for the longest time, I had no idea that was Nine Inch Nails. Oh, um, okay. And this is like this is like two thousand seven. 
because I, I got into Nine Inch Nails in like 2005. Mm-hmm. I really got into them. And then um, growing up as a kid, I'd always hear their songs on the radio. My dad would always like, you know, try to like turn it off because Closer was like the one song yeah. <laughs> that everyone knows. And yeah. there's, a, there's a very, very familiar sentence in that song that, you know, <laughs> you don't want your kid to hear. Yeah. And so um, my dad would always like change the song every time you hear it. So like, I always knew what they were growing up, mm. but I really got into them in high school. And I remember like in 07 um, when that trailer came out. I love that song, and I, but I had no idea it was them. So um, I think I ripped the audio from the trailer, mm-hmm. and then I bought. I I just somehow like later bought the record that oh, the song was on, yeah. and I came across it. I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is Nine Inch Nails." I had yeah. no idea, but I just I had I had the audio from the trailer, like even with like the dialogue, because mm-hmm. I love the song so much. So I think that was like one of the last times I downloaded something illegally was. Um, I forget what the site was called. There was a website. All you, all you did was just copy and paste the URL. Yeah. And yeah. it just rips the audio out of the video. Yeah. Um, that might have been one of the last times. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago, I, I, ripped, I used that same website to rip audio off something. But um, I was a LimeWire guy back in that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. LimeWire. And then Morpheus and Kazaa were before uh, LimeWire. And then have you seen all the, the memes lately of like, the new generation, like the the Gen Z, doesn't know what it's like to give your computer AIDS by like <laughs> <laughs> by downloading uh, LimeWire. LimeWire would just destroy your shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I gave my um when I was growing up, we all shared like one computer in mm. in our kitchen, and since I was the fucking guy downloading music illegally, I'm I'm pretty sure it was me who had got a Trojan virus on the computer because yeah. one, one day. I just saw a bunch of like digital cockroaches crawling across the screen. Oh yeah! And they were eating the the desktop icons. Yeah. And so like the first thing I did was just like like just turn off the computer. Like oh that'll fix it. You know? Yeah. And 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 so I fucked up our computer, oh, and man. I gave it a virus. And so we had to buy a new one. I had one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went through like I was I don't know sixth grade or something. I didn't know anything about computers, and I all I knew was that there was too much space on it. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't download games or download anything, whatever it was. And uh, I just started deleting stuff. Documents and files. And I just, I destroyed the computer. Like, I uh. just, I deleted things that shouldn't have been deleted. Yeah. <laughs> like system files and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Like the, like the fundamentals. Like yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I destroyed that computer. And then we did, I got the, not the cockroaches, but I downloaded a game called, like, like wreck it workshop or something like that. It was something like that. And uh-huh. it was, um, you could have a flamethrower or a machine gun or like a machete or something like that. And you could just destroy your desktop. And just like the cockroaches would eat at it, the, the gun would put bullet holes through the desktop and the flamethrower oh. would destroy it. And this thing was a virus and, <laughs> and it destroyed the computer. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Learn that lesson <laughs> at least it, twice. Yeah. It's cause it's like, I I, I I can vaguely re- recall my reaction when I saw the cockroaches. I think I was laughing because I thought it was like a joke. Yeah. Or like it was part of the computer or it was like a screensaver. Mm-hmm. But then once I saw like the icons disappearing and the cockroaches just spreading everywhere, I just had, I had, I had got a bad gut feeling and I just turned it off. Yeah. And my, so did you panic to like slam that button and I think I just like off? I just did like a hard reset where I just hold it until yeah. it reboots. Um, it was like an old Windows PC, but... Um, yeah, I mean, lesson learned, you know, after that, <laughs> yeah. just like never. And, and plus, like, 
while LimeWire was great, um, definitely had its like shortcomings where uh, you would download like a corrupted file. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was downloading um, like a perfect circle and like Coldplay songs. And mm-hmm. This is like the ta- the era when I discovered good good music in high school. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm downloading all, all the you know Foo Fighters tracks and stuff like that. I'm yeah. downloading all these great radio hits, and and every file like I remember you could like download a couple of them at a time, and right. you had to go through them to find like which one was like the highest quality. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like some of them had like clicks and pops. You could hear distortion or like um, there would be like these like two second pauses or ripped from scratch CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff stuff like that or just like really bad quality. You know. Like worse than like MP3, you know? yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like re- reducing like the sample rate until it's like nothing. <laughs> and like I would get like copies like that. So you had, you had to go through it a couple times until you found like the best copy you could download. Yeah. But but now it's like why why do we need you know I know people still do it today. Mm-hmm. But um you know Bandcamp you can just go and, and buy a song you love for like a dollar, and yeah, you can it's... get it in any in any format. Yeah. You know which is great. That's why I love Bandcamp. Bandcamp is solid. Their journalism is solid. Their their mm-hmm. platform is solid. And yeah. you're on uh, SoundCloud though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on there. I love SoundCloud. SoundCloud's great. And to my knowledge, they're they're great with artists too, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I was using it before just as like a private way to upload music mm-hmm. and um, hear what it would sound like, you know, compressed or whatever, mm-hmm. like not mastered, but I, I would just, if I had like an idea, like th- I'm actually doing this right now where every week I write something and then I just put it on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. You've been cranking them out. Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't do one. I actually did one last week. I just mm-hmm. didn't upload it cause I want to keep working on it. Mm-hmm. This one's like, it's very, um, it's almost like false dreaming. It's very ambient, mm-hmm. um, atmospheric sort of thing. So I really want to like polish this one up really nicely cause the way, the way I'm doing it is, like, I give myself one week to write something, and then um, I arrange it, and I'll... I, at, at first, I wasn't, like, mixing it or EQing or doing anything to make it sound good. I was mm-hmm. just, like, upload it, make it raw, just, just, just a raw idea, just get it out and just keep it going. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, like, finding myself... I'm starting to polish it up a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm mixing it, and I'm doing, like, a really quick master on it. Just, mm-hmm. like, really quick, like, in under, like, 20 minutes. <clears throat> right, me. just to... Just to put something on it, right? Just to tighten yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm starting... I, I, I go through this phase where I'm like, okay, just make it really quick and raw and just, like, upload it. But then it's like, wow, this could sound really good if I were to, you know, um, if I boost the high end on this, like, on this synth right here to mm-hmm. really make it brighter, make it sound lush. And so I kind of fall into this rabbit hole where at the, after I'm done, I'm like, shit, I just mix this fucking thing entirely. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that kind of goes against the idea before, but... but um. But yeah, SoundCloud's great for that purpose is to like upload unreleased music privately mm-hmm. and to just have it there to play back at any time or even share it with like friends or family and just get their feedback mm-hmm. and then see what they think. And then if there's something you can adjust or work on, do that and then, you know, uh, release it publicly, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, because like Spotify is a done deal, right? When you upload something, it's just up, right? I think yeah. that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Right, like, or that's what they cater to anyway. It's just like here's your the, for for your finished product. Just put it up, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, SoundCloud. That's that's awesome. Yeah, because otherwise it's like oh, you're just sending MP3s and you know, nobody wants to do that. It's yeah, just a pain. Yeah, that's yeah. why I love SoundCloud because like you can upload something and you can tweak it. You can mm. you can fix something. Um, I mean, you have to like replace the audio file entirely. <clears throat> like I can't download the file 
um, or like re-download it and then fix it and then put it back the way it was. You have to re-upload a different audio file mm-hmm. um, after you've done like any revisions. But with like Spotify and streaming, um, there is like a window of time where you can make really quick adjustments if you need to. But mm-hmm. if you do that, it'll delay the release time. Mm-hmm. Or there's a chance it can. Like um, for example, when I when I submitted Default Mode Network, um, I the think latest. I, yeah, the latest yeah. one. When mm-hmm. I when I submitted that. I submitted it, I think, two weeks before the date I wanted it to come out, which was two days ago on the, mm-hmm. on the 18th. And um, once you once you upload it to your preferred distributor, they tell you, like, um, there's a button or, like, an icon you can click on the site that says, like, I need to make changes. Mm. But it tells you if you click on this, um, there there's a chance that your release date will get delayed because mm. now they have to – they basically have to reanalyze your, your submission, like, the, mm-hmm. the audio file. Um, they have to reanalyze it, and then that could also push back your release date. So that's why they they tell you like make sure everything you need to do is done and ready when yeah. you, when you turn in your your music. That way you don't have to touch it again because if you touch it again, there might be a delay. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that's how they work it. That's how iTunes is with, or I I don't know if they still are. Um, because I I use almost exclusively Spotify, but mm-hmm. I upload to iTunes and Spotify this podcast and um iTunes in the beginning when I just wanted to publish the podcast itself the entity itself it it was like allow 24 hours up to 24 hours for it to be reviewed um to make sure there's no explicit content if it's not listed and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and it would take longer than that and it would warn you too it's like if you don't fuck up essentially because you're gonna have to wait another 48 hours or 24 hours however long it ended up being and um you're just going to keep doing this back and forth. And in the beginning, I was just making constant little mistakes where it's just like, uh-huh. oh, my God, I forgot to do this, forgot to do that. And now i got to start completely over. And Spotify takes a little while to upload, but they get it right, and the link is good no matter what. Yeah. So it's like, that's the one I stick with. Um, and I don't know. iTunes is good, too, but, like, I, I totally know that problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's also, like, uh, just – it's also part of the process of um, doing your due diligence, you know, because I've, sure. I've yeah. never worked on a podcast. So, like, I don't know exactly what needs to be done to like what needs to be done to the audio file before you upload it. Like, I mean, I'm sure it has to be like mixed and it has to be mm. like certain like audio processing tools you use to like, you know, make it sound a little cleaner and stuff like that. Um, but with music, it's kind of the same process where um, they like I go through a distributor called CD Baby mm-hmm. and there's there, there's different ones you can go through i just i go through this one because um i've been using it for like you know two or three years now mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they go way back yeah mm-hmm. i mean what's cool about them is they offer you like all these different tools and resources for musicians mm-hmm. to release your music to promote it whatever they're they're really resourceful um but the the one thing that you have to do is like they have like a list like a checklist of um the audio file has to be like 16 bit it can't mm, be anything above yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you do, if you do turn it in above 16-bit, we'll convert it. And uh, we might convert it in a way you might not want it to yeah. be converted. So, yeah, it might sound like shit. Yeah, so yeah. just give it to us. Just just meet our specs, and we'll upload it the way you um, gave it to us. We won't touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let, yeah, it has to be like 16-bit, and like the sample rate has to be like 44.1 kilohertz. Mm-hmm. And, and so like you have to just meet their standards. And um, let, let's say I turn in a song that's like 32-bit, which is like the highest. Um, like in, at least in my program in Ableton, 32-bit is like the highest um, 
bit you know bit rate you can uh, export it at to turn in. Right. And if I were to turn it in as 32-bit, then that means CD Baby is going to convert it. They're going to they're going to down uh, sample it to 16-bit. Yeah. But That's half of it. You, exactly. Yeah. But I know like in Ableton, um, when you when you like it's called dithering. Like basically when you down convert, there's different options you can choose. Mm-hmm. And um, I always do it one way. And that's the only way I know how to do it. So that's why I'm like, okay, I know I'm, I know I'm downgrading this to 16-bit this way, so I know it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what CD Baby's going to do to it. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to have them do it, you know, because there might be a, a problem with the release when it comes out. Right. Right. So yeah, as long as you just like, you know, just check off all the boxes that they are asking you to do, then you won't have any issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, it easily turns into a nightmare. Just yeah, yeah. just chaotic. Yeah. Little uh, finer details. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, so I upload this through um, my website on, um, so- uh, not SoundCloud, um, Squarespace. And uh, iTunes was saying that like for, for the uh, artwork has to be one-to-one and no exceptions. If, it, if it's not one-to-one, it won't use it at all. And it won't even upload the, the podcast at all. It won't upload the episode at all. Oh, wow. So I couldn't, I, I thought I was doing everything right. I was uploading everything one-to-one and there was like this one, oh, there was this one page on it for thumbnails that was just kind of tucked away. It was like on one page at the top of it, I upload, I, yeah, I upload the one-to-one image, but way at the bottom of this, um, this window is just one more, <laughs> one more, you know, additional upload that I just didn't notice for, I don't know how long. And I was trying to figure this thing out, and it was like that was the chaotic. Like it was so simple, uh-huh. and it was right there the whole time. But it, they just wouldn't budge. They're like, "No, no, no, you got to do that one." But they wouldn't tell me what it was. They're just like, "You're not uploading it." And I'm like, "I'm uploading it. I swear to God, what I did it like hell? four different places." And yeah, yeah, they can be very strict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I get it. I they don't want to deal with issues like that. That you know. Yeah, and it's it's kind of the same thing. Um, in what you were saying about the artwork like mm-hmm. that also um when you upload artwork through your distributor it, you also have to meet certain specs like it has to be it can't it can't exceed like 10 like megabytes the file size yeah yeah or yeah, something yeah. like that and or it has to be like certain dimensions whatever so i, mm-hmm. I remember with the artwork that i made for this track um i tried to like i tried to um submit it at like the highest quality there was mm-hmm. but they were like oh it's you know the file size is too big so i had to reduce it and then I had to export it at a certain like resolution, mm-hmm. and then they finally were like, "Okay, cool. So like this meets our standards. You know, you're good." Mm-hmm. But that's that's like the shitty thing is like if you don't catch those things early, then like they do let you know, but you, there's a chance you'll miss that. You know, mm-hmm. like I know there was one release I did a few years ago where um, I, I think the audio file. I think I uploaded the wrong audio file mm-hmm. and thank God they caught it because I didn't. And, and I kept getting emails, but I just, I wasn't looking at them cause I was just like, okay, well I don't, you know, I, at, at that time I just, I wasn't checking my emails for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So I just finally got enough emails where I got annoyed and I logged into my, my human offline email address. And I had like 10 emails that said that, um, I actually know it was the artwork it was the artwork that was wrong and yeah. it was like it was too big and it kept saying like your file size exceeds our limit please re-upload and it was like 
one week before the release. Uh. So I was like, shit. So (laughs) I had to fix that. And luckily it all worked out. But if I would have, if I just would have kept ignoring the emails, then the release wouldn't have, it wouldn't have come out because they, they're like, sorry, you know, you didn't give us the right file size. There's like nothing we can do until you give us the correct file. Mm -hmm. But luckily, you know, what's great about CD baby is that they're a huge team and there's like humans that are actually working behind that company, not yeah. like robots or algorithms or anything. I know there's a couple other distributors who um, are. I heard their customer service is like really bad. Uh, like they take days to get back to you, but CD Baby is really quick about responding. Um, and so, like, there's a customer service team who catches that stuff and they'll they'll notify you. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll constantly notify you. So that's what's great about oh, them. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've cool. been around a long time, right? They've they've. I'm sure they've got it down. To that point where they yeah. realize, oh, we need people behind this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how long they've been in business, but I know that. Um, I've known that name for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know about them until like three or four years ago mm. when I started, you know, putting out music. Um, but I know there's other guys like TuneCore and, and DistroKid. Um, DistroKid. I don't know that one. That's a good name, though. Yeah, it's, it's a rad <laughs> name, right? Yeah. Yeah, DistroKid's cool. Um, I, I haven't used them, but I, I, I know there's like there's pros and cons to using all these different services. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think I just went through CD Baby because, um, well, one, one of uh, one of my best friends, Jason, he he actually signed me up for it as like a birthday present like four oh, years cool. ago. Yeah, he yeah. like he like set all that stuff up and he even like set up like an ASCAP account, I think, for me, which was really awesome. So um, a headache avoided. Yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> he went through and did all that stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. And um, ever since I've ever since he did that, I just, you know, never thought to go with anyone else. Mm-hmm. I just I love like all the resources they offer, which is great. Yeah, that's how I am. I'm I'm like I never like the idea of brand loyalty only because, you know, for this for the reason that like if, if they're not serving me, why why would I remain loyal to a company that doesn't care about what I need or, you know, what I'm trying to do and whatnot? Yeah. I always go against that and stick with the same like I don't know, five companies all the yeah. time yeah. of just whether it's groceries or, or, or tech, you know? Yeah. You know, I use Apple. Like, I don't know. I've been yeah. using Apple forever. Just, it's not particularly better than anything. I mean, in a lot of ways it is, but um, you can make an argument for any other platform and mm. it would be superior. I just stick with it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm the same I just, way. You know, it works. I go with it till it stops working. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a pair of shoes that you just wear forever until you know there's they're covered in holes and yeah. there's no more grip. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, <laughs> I love that. I like, I like sticking to like one or two brands that I'm I'm familiar with mm-hmm. and just use their products for as long as I can because you just you trust it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're comfortable with it. You're used to it. It's <clears throat> it's nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like uh, there's like. You know, in music, there's so many plugins you can buy and so mm-hmm. many different companies to go with. And I go, I, 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 I guess if I, it, I'm kind of going against my own words here because, mm-hmm. like I just said, like I, I try to stick to like one or two brands. But mm-hmm. when it comes to plugins, there's just so many good ones out there from so many companies. Yeah. That when you go to like your library to find a plugin, you have like a list of like 15 different vendors or companies that you got to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, they all kind of they all serve the same purpose in that regard. Yeah, it just depends on like what you can pull out of that plugin from that company. You know what they offer. Yeah, it's a little more flexible. But like when it comes to everything else, I like to stick to like one or two brands. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not entirely switching over your life to this new company that had yeah. one plugin for you, right? It's 
Yeah. Like, let me use this here and there. And yeah. Yeah. Cause they all serve different purposes yeah. for, you know, I, I'm not going to go buy like five pairs of shoes and be like, these are my Monday shoes right here. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're all the same because like, if I wear this pair today, then I'm going to wear tomorrow's pair and they're not going to degrade as fast as the Monday pair, <laughs> you know, but there, <laughs> there are people out there who are like that. Who are yeah. like, they have a, they have like a certain set of resources or tools that they use for certain days every day. You yeah. Know? Sounds like a lot of work. It is, but yeah. you know, if it's tweets their own and if it's yeah. making you happy and if it's working, then then do it. But I, I just like to stick to like one or two things and just get really familiar with it and just like learn it in and out, mm-hmm. you know, and just easier, I guess. Yeah. No, agreed. what we were talking about before but now we're talking about i wanted to talk about the artwork first off oh yeah um, yeah it, it's r- like a really cool retro futurist uh take on la right are, are yeah, these yeah. your photos um 
Yeah, so the the, the, the promo picks we took, um, it was me and Vinny. Mm-hmm. And um, initially, I yeah, I hit him up like a week before or like three weeks before the song came out mm-hmm. and I just said, Hey, like I just, I, you know, let's go do like a little photo shoot in downtown and just see like where the night takes us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal was to get like backdrops of lights, like mm-hmm. city lights, you know, um, like blurred images. Um, and what I was going to do was, uh, like take those into, I have like a glitched app on my phone where mm-hmm. I can just manipulate photos and, and tons of different ways. So um, the goal was to, like, just take a bunch of pictures and then, um, you know, like, whatever pictures I want to use, like, I would just throw, like, a glitch effect mm-hmm. over it or something. Um, but there's, like, there's a, there's a lot of photos that Vinny took where I'm, like, I love them just the way they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's, he's such an amazing photographer. Yeah, he's and amazing. Yeah, and so it almost feels like a disservice to, to like, put a, a glitch effect or a filter or something over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, that was the plan was to get just to get a bunch of pictures with really cool backdrops mm-hmm. and just, uh, you know, kind of do whatever what, what that was needed to it to like promote the, the music or mm-hmm. just like, you know, promote my my artist uh, persona. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we shot we shot primarily by like, you know, like Walt Disney Concert Hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we did. We did most of the shoot up there. Um we just looked for anything that was cool that was like lit up. Mm-hmm. Um, like we found this really cool like sculpture that had a blue light fixture on the ground, mm-hmm. and uh, the backdrop was the the Westin Bonaventure Hotel in, oh, yeah. in downtown. So I just stood over it. So that that's actually my on like my on on like Spotify. That's my picture because mm-hmm. I'm standing over that blue light, and then the Westin's in the back. So Vinny got really cool shots of that, and then I threw. Um, I threw some like glitch effects over it mm-hmm. and it made the entire backdrop like red oh, with nice. like blue lines going vertically over me, uh-huh. which I thought was, it looked really cool. So, um, that was like the whole idea was just, just to get like lit up backdrops mm-hmm. and then just like manipulate them with glitch effects. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really matches the music well. Cause you, you have that, you have that, uh, I guess theatrical score feel to it right and then you're adding these really atmospheric really distorted imagery and it reminds me of do you ever look into uh or have you ever looked into uh urban explorers no no i've heard of it there are these people who just trespass and they just break into stuff or like ride the rails and just do everything illegal essentially right all the break into old buildings and take pictures and just explore like nothing nefarious but it's like they just break into stuff just to see what they can see. Like okay. These one, uh, this one uh, group of guys will go into some industrial factory and just kind of walk around and like hide by, you know, hide from the people who work there and stuff like that <laughs> and just look around. It's like, it's really neat, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they always have this really cool music behind it. And one of the guys is a producer um, and he does a lot of the music too. And it, you were reminding me of it with that last one with... Um, with uh just that tone of mm. just i'm walking around i'm in this city i'm in this darkness and, and and there's just like these bright orbs yeah you know that kind of outline these buildings in in a way that you can kind of tell where you are but yeah you know let let your mind fill in the blanks and it's uh, yeah it's that's cool that's yeah. a really cool like description of i didn't even think of that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that that was um that was the whole idea behind the, the the pictures and tying that into the song is mm-hmm. to kind of create that feeling like I'm in this uh, like almost like cyberpunk atmosphere or dystopian world where everything is just like you know 
glitched and colorful. Mm-hmm. But um, you mentioned, uh, yeah, like like cinematic, and that's that's exactly what that's exactly what I was keeping in mind when I wrote the song. Was um, like typically, I try to think of like, okay, am I, I? I try to picture myself like I'm scoring or soundtracking a movie mm-hmm. or like a chase scene of some kind. You know, like. I love, um, like in sci-fi movies, you know, there's like, there's always like an epic, like chase scene of something, you know, like that the, the bad guy is chasing the good guy or something or vice versa. Yeah. And, or like, um, like a, like minority report that movie, you know, like mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is like flying around, like on like these like little like police cruisers and or like jetpacks, And he's like yeah. trying to escape the cops. And it's just like, it's a really cool, like chase sequence. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote the track, I was like, I was trying to envision like a really cool, like cyberpunk, um, like like 80s dystopian future mm-hmm. like blade runner kind of yeah you know like like there's like a just like high like high octane like chase scene or something you yeah, know yeah yeah so that's why the song is like really energetic you know it's just really really up tempo like really fast mm-hmm. um and like really cool like synth melody in the chorus mm-hmm. um that's that's what i was just trying to like convey when i wrote the track was um you know like an 80s sci-fi chase scene of some yeah. kind. yeah and it's really retro in that sense like it, you don't go over the top you don't like you don't you don't break through this this barrier just to do it right like you're just yeah. you're i don't know i i guess you must have been reflecting what was on your mind at the time. Yeah, right? yeah. So what uh, were you reading anything? What what were you listening to at the time? Oh god, I I can't recall. I, it was um or watching, I guess. Yeah, that's a better question. That's what I do too is um what I love to do when I'm writing is I put on a movie um as background, but mm-hmm. I mute it. Okay, yeah. So it's almost like I'm the person who's scoring this movie now or this mm-hmm. particular scene, and I don't recall what I was watching at that time, because I wrote this, I wrote this song back in May. Mm-hmm. It was when I was in school, mm-hmm. and um, my my final quarter of school, uh, my, my my mentor he wanted me to give him like one song every week, mm-hmm. and I th- I just can't recall exactly what I was watching. I I know I I maybe it was uh not Ex Machina. I don't know if you've ever seen Ex Machina. That was a great one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that movie so much, but there's no like action. Yeah. <laughs> Until like the end is like a little bit of action. Uh-huh. Um, I don't recall what I was watching at that time, but every, like, even if I'm just like in my head, you know, in my room in my little space is trying to write something. Mm-hmm. I'm always like picturing I'm, I'm like scoring a scene that just has, you know, a lot of like action or, you know, something that is just like, get your blood pumping. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's kind of what I had in mind when I wrote the song. And mm-hmm. I, and I don't know what came first when I wrote it. I think I was, I think I was, um, putting together like the bass, the bass melody in that track mm-hmm. and then the drums came afterwards and once i kind of had the tempo in mind like okay this is going to be like you know 128 or 130 bpm like really mm-hmm. fast like high you know highly like energetic track mm-hmm. um that 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 all kind of came first and then the melody came after that and then like all the effects and everything so um all that kind of came together with the idea in mind that like i'm scoring some kind of like 80s like sci-fi movie yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome stuff, man. Thank I, you. And I went back and listened to the the last few that you you, you were cranking out. Uh, I don't think you promoted all of them either. Like I don't, or I, maybe Instagram's algorithm didn't share them with me. But uh, oh, they have a new fucked up thing where yeah. it it uh it shows you everything new first. Have you noticed that? And then like you get to like a black a black little void, and it says view older posts. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think now 
yeah, maybe that maybe that uh, screwed it up. But mm. I know I was like posting on like my stories or something. Yeah, because um, those those songs are just like the quick little ideas I put together every week. Yeah. So I just I think I just posted like on my Instagram stories or whatever or like mm. on Facebook. Um, but I should I should promote those more because I think right now they're just like kind of like demo phase, mm-hmm. and then after that um, I might or after the the next lineup of releases I have planned, um, mm. I could probably go back to those and, you know, keep continue to work on them to That'd be neat. put yeah. them out. Yeah. yeah. I, I figured it must've been the algorithm. Cause like you said, like uh, view older posts that could be, that's anywhere from like, I don't know, a couple of days ago to a couple of hours ago, depending on where you are in the stream. Right. Like, you, yeah, it's kind of just hopping in and out of a, of a, of an actual stream. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they they did that because I it's I even, frustrating. it's really frustrating, <laughs> yeah. especially if like because how do I know if I post something that's like from an hour ago is that going to be an old post or is that a new post? Yeah, exactly. Because so when like, I see whenever I see you pop up on my on the, on the stories um, bar, I'm like, oh, he just he just did something else or he's doing something, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you have ten more behind this or a few more behind this. I'm like, okay, why am I? Not, just getting this now i thought it was following you i thought it was i thought it was giving me your updates because i was you know what i mean yeah 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 like like if you if you if it's been out for like two hours and then you haven't been on your phone for two hours and you you jump on instagram Mm -hmm. i would assume you would see it because it's it's considered like a new post Mm -hmm. but somehow it gets lost in that void and it becomes an older post i guess i I don't you just end up you just end up much further down that line of, of, um, yeah. of stories. Yeah. And it's frustrating. It's really frustrating, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of why I, um, cause I, I noticed like when I'm promoting my work, um, a lot of people go to like the stories first, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, everyone goes like, cause it's, it's like the first thing you see almost. And you know, the, the newer stories are always like, you know, the, the closest to the top left yeah. of your screen. So, I tend to like look at the newer ones first and kind of work my way down until I get annoyed or bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause some, <laughs> if I, if I see someone's like story that just looks like a hundred little underscores yeah. in, in sequence, <laughs> then I'm like, I'm not no fucking way. Yeah, like, come on, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch the first couple and like, all right, what do we, got? yeah. Or I'll just like <laughs> just tap on him until I'm, I get through it. You know? Oh, I just give up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, if you have more than 10, I'm like, yeah, if it's like ten or more, I, I'm just like, come on, man! Like, I, well, like you I, said, I when it becomes this. little dots, you know, and uh, uh, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, mm. but I try to keep it short and sweet, where mm. you know, one or two stories, and then you can see you can see what I have right there. And, and what's what's great about um, SoundCloud is you can uh, when you share it through SoundCloud, it, mm. it hyperlinks it inside the post. So that's why you can click the link on the top uh, left of the screen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, to just go straight to SoundCloud, which yeah. is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. And instead of like posting and being like, oh, look me up on like soundcloud.com. Link slash, in bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> human offline. Yeah. Um, that makes it a little harder. And like, I don't know if everyone's going to cl- uh, you know, put in that small amount of work to mm-hmm. listen to it. So having that option to like have the link in your story is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, yeah, and they're still figuring stuff out. And then, like like we were talking about earlier, they're still learning how we behave, right? So they're yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're constantly evolving, but like yeah. I feel like they're one step ahead. You know, they yeah. they can predict now. It's it's not the point where they can predict what we're gonna yeah. look at or they flub a lot. Though. Yeah, oh, which yeah. gives me confidence and it gives me a little bit of hope that we can still 
you know, stay ahead of of Skynet. You know, you know a little bit of. Oh, I'm I'm here for yeah. it, man. I'm, I I can't wait until the 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 war with the machines happens, man. I'm you know, after this election, <laughs> and what we were saying, not to talk too much about it, but like after all this, man, I kind of I'm waiting for AI to just mm-hmm. you know activate. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just see what happens. Like maybe it'll be better. Like maybe maybe the machines have a better future in mind for us, and uh, yeah, you know. We might not see eye to eye with it, but yeah. you know, like like we said with the Matrix, like the machines or Agent Smith was saying, you know, we built this world for you fuckers, and yeah. here you are trying to escape you it. Still don't want it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you yeah, man. deserve to be car batteries. Yeah, <laughs> you're nothing but a 12 volt battery, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, if we're just reduced to positive or negative, that's all we are. Yeah, yeah. It's almost a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's. I mean, I, I love uh, the idea of like fighting robots with like laser guns. Sounds That'd be really cool. fucking cool. But we're not—we don't have laser guns yet, though. We're not uh, ready. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we got flamethrowers. Apparently, we, we do. Elon the, Musk. Yeah. Did you see that? It it caused a real panic, and even in me for a second, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" It was a drone. It was a, a camera on a drone, showing flames just shooting out of it. Starting oh yeah fires i saw that yeah. yeah and my first thought was what the fuck <clears throat> yeah oh no they're just controlled fires to get ahead of the of the you know hell yeah. fire to like redirect <laughs> the fire or something yeah yeah and yeah. they're just trying to kill the kill the fuel ahead of time and I'm like, okay, right great i didn't realize they were using drones for that that's really cool yeah <laughs> shit i mean yeah. when is that going to be available for like public consumption you know drones with flamethrowers yeah that's that's wild. We could do that now. Yeah. I got a, I got a drone and I went down this rabbit hole of all drone activity and all these people who just drone life hashtag yeah. drone life and everything and some people go nuts with these things. It's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a movement. I mean, and, and yeah. by the way, your drone footage is beautiful. Oh, thanks, dude. I love it. I'm yeah, trying. Yeah. <laughs> every, every, it's because like there was one I saw where you were shooting up by at Wanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like every time I, I I loved hiking up that that trail. Yeah, you know, I think that was like a an old running you know um, spot for me and my friends to go up there and either hike or or drink. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so yeah, up at the lookout. Kind of, yeah, yeah, at the lookout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like you know, I think it's when you get to right when you get to the very top of Etowanda, mm-hmm. it like branches out. It's like a dirt road. Yeah, yeah. So like right before the dirt road hits, there you can like turn around and you can kind of see you know all of the ie oh yeah 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 so we would like we'd park like right there and just mm-hmm. you know just go up there and just hang out until the cops shut up yeah you know we used to do that at the top of archibald yeah where it was a little too obvious <laughs> yeah or like haven top of haven too <laughs> yeah top of haven yeah, yeah yeah they eventually did you have you been up oh you were up, up there earlier did you see that they put um they put a guard station in that neighbor at that neighborhood at the entrance to that neighborhood at the really yeah and Um, now now they have like uh uh red and green light to let like one car in at a time now you can't just drive into that neighborhood i did see that so i thought that was always there i didn't no i was going up there yeah that wasn't there before oh shit it's probably because people like us were you know going there constantly (laughs) they don't want us in there (laughs) yeah um and they built a lot more houses there too yeah yeah i did see i thought it was a cop but it was uh uh, like a like a neighborhood patrol car. Oh yeah, kind of tucked away. He was tucked bit. away, yeah, and, and yeah. like I was going when I had turned around to come downhill, mm-hmm. I downshifted my car so I could you know like just go down it a little smoother. Mm-hmm. And I was going, I, I think the speed limit was like forty five, mm-hmm. and I was going like fifty, and I was fifty and climbing. 
So I thought it was a cop. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I slam on my brakes because I'm like, out here, they'll fucking ticket you for going 46 over 45. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> So I, once I got closer, I was like, patrol. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's <laughs> not a cop. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I was like, what? Is, but he wasn't <laughs> even like near a neighborhood. He was like in a dirt, like in a dirt lot. Yeah. That's like just, where the wash is hanging out or something. Yeah. yeah or yeah. like where a horse trail is, I think. Yeah. 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 I don't know. He was, he was pretty close to that church right there. So maybe he was guarding. Oh yeah. He was protecting God or something, you know? <laughs> I don't God know. God needs bodyguards. Yeah, exactly. nowadays the way this country's going. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, what do you say? Attack and dethrone God. Yeah. <laughs> You know? yeah. It could happen. The devil works because it's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Fucking world's going to shit. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting twenty twenty one. Yeah, but you know, uh, you keep podcasting, and I'll keep releasing music. Please do, man. I love your stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing stuff. Thanks, man. I got, I got a lot more yeah. coming. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll do um, more of these, dude. Happy to have you anytime. I'll yeah. come out to you too. You don't have to keep driving. <laughs> no, I mean this is this is perfect. This yeah. is a great setup. Because I mean, if you oh, if thanks. you if you were to come to my place, how how will we? Uh, do you have like a? Can you make this whole rig like portable? Uh, I mean, this thing's portable. It's a Zoom H6, and then I can just bring the mics, and we can just hold them. Yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cool. I probably I probably wouldn't bring the the stands or anything, but uh, okay. or the arms. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, sure. definitely doable. I got it because it's it's uh, it's small and mobile. You know, yeah. I did it just so I can go out and do this. And the first few that I did, first one I did with Vinny, uh, we did at a bar. Oh, really? Yeah, Where, yeah. What, what bar? Uh, speaking of downtown Upland, going back to that, uh-huh. it's it's now called Charlie Stars and Stripes. Uh, it was something else at the time, but um, okay. or something else before, but um, obviously, um, we did it on the patio. It was loud. The waitress kept coming up to us and like mm. there's music in the background, but that's all I had. These mics came with little stands and we just put them on the, yeah, on the table and uh, it worked out. It was good. Was you know? it was it noisy in there? Like were you able to cancel out all the uh, the ambient uh, noise? I was able to cut out. I was able to cut out a little bit. Uh, it was still there. You could yeah. tell we were in public. Yeah, we were on the patio, which and we weren't surrounded by anybody. Uh-huh. But the speaker was pretty close to us, like the outdoor speaker, and so you can hear the music in the background. You can hear um, the bartender coming up to us to make sure we're okay. But then she saw what we were doing, so she'd leave us alone. But you'd hear our pauses, and yeah, you know, we made it work. It was fine. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I yeah. mean, I, I feel like even having like a little bit of ambient noise in the background at a very low volume could like you know create a really cool atmosphere oh yeah for the podcast because yeah. I, I there's some podcasts i listen to and there's there's sometimes music that's barely audible mm-hmm. going playing in the background yeah and it's and, and, and even though it's like it's there it's not distracting you know mm-hmm. it's very subtle but it also it just kind of adds like a cool atmosphere to mm-hmm. whatever podcast you know i was listening to but yeah, yeah, you just want to add a little bit. I, I like that. But then come royalties and all that sort of thing, too. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful what you play. Yeah. For sure. Because they were playing all the hits on that Vinny one, for sure. Like, oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful. Because it, it was just top 40 from the bar. You know? Can you imagine you get an email from like yeah. Katy, Katy Perry's team? Yeah, like, ASCAP comes to my door. Yeah. <laughs> you owe us $50,000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for no. Oh, remember that thing you did two years ago? Yeah. The, yeah, you, you owe them their. their <laughs> fucking sync license fee yeah whatever they charge for that which uh, i have no idea but probably a lot i haven't even bothered i'm i didn't even look in i was like i'm just not gonna deal with that i won't play other people's music without their permission and yeah it could get messy yeah (laughs) yeah it can get really messy and what's dangerous about the whole uh like copyright um 
plagiarism, the like sampling thing that's been going on the last, I don't, I don't know. It's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But like the high profile cases that were in the news, like uh, Katy Perry, she has one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this Christian rapper accused her of ripping off the melody of a song called like Dark Horse. Hmm. And um, the, 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 what, the crazy thing about that is like, he the the guy like didn't own the melody it was just too similar so he accused her of like plagiarism mm. but then I, I there's like this really good youtube video this guy did he like mm. breaks down um he compares the the melody like the melodic movement of the notes she used to, compared to his like yeah they're similar but they're not the same right and it's it's all up to like perception and i think that guy initially won the case uh-huh. but then it got over turned or something by a different judge so now now Katy perry actually has a chance to win the case huh and i maybe she did already win it i don't know i, I haven't been following it too closely but um and and then you had the whole and this one's actually a lot different but you had the case with robin thick and pharrell with blurred lines oh yeah yeah the the marvin gay estate was suing mm-hmm. um or accusing them of i think it was uh you know like ripping off one of his songs mm-hmm because everything was so similar. So I recently, I actually learned this recently, was that Pharrell and Robin Thicke sued them first to get ahead. Uh, but they ended up losing. Dirty. Yeah. So what happened was, then this sets a very dangerous precedent, was like the, the Marvin Gaye estate, I think, sued them for ripping off a style of music. Mm-hmm. Not like you use the same notes, the same melody, the same beat, same lyrics. They were, they were sued for ripping off the actual style of how the song was like created, mm. you know, and that's, that's, that's I a think, different approach. Yeah. That yeah. was unheard of. I think it, it, I don't even know if anything like that ever happened before. Yeah. But it's just, it just, it just really, really can, you know, disparage musicians from creating art because it's like, you know, if I, like when I wrote my song there, I, I thought of other songs that sound very similar and I mm-hmm. got like really nervous. Like what if like five years from now, someone, here's this song and they're like, you know, they fuck it. This human offline fuck ripped me off, <laughs> you know? And now they're going to come like sue me or, or try to collect royalties or whatever. Yeah. You know, it just, it's such a dangerous, um, uh, like, you know, it's such a dangerous thing to be that you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. It's the whole thing, the way I see it. And like a lot of musicians agree with this is like, you know, you're, you get inspired by something and then you create something that, can sound similar, but it's not a ripoff. It's not a copy. It's just, yeah. it's inspiration. And everything is derivative, whether you like it or not. You there's know? only so many notes. Yeah, there's only so many notes hear. on the keyboard. Yeah. You know, and, and there's only so many melodies you can write mm-hmm. or chord progressions you can write. And I, and I think, like, with chord progressions, a lot of, there's a lot of common ones that are used in music. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, melodies, if, if the melody is too similar, then you can get in a lot of trouble for it. Yeah. Which is weird because it's like, how come you're not going after the chord progression? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, like oh you just picked one just to go it. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe it's just easier legally, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't go after the whole thing. You got to just go after after it bit by bit, but yeah. even then it's like it's going to like you said it's going to sound similar. There's nothing you can do about it. And I feel like we can all tell when something's been blatantly ripped off. That mm-hmm. Robin Thicke uh uh Pharrell. Yeah. Um, cuz he did his uh, Pharrell did his own thing and then Robin Thicke did his own thing. Mm-hmm. They both did their respective things with that melody right and i forgot the name of the song i love that song too by marvin Gaye. but it's like when you heard it if you know marvin Gaye, you're like i know that song yeah they just they sampled it at least sampled it you yeah know? but that 
all of hip hop is based on sampling stuff. Oh yeah. So where are we at? You know, <laughs> I, I think too, it's, um, what, what they should have done was given credit to Marvin Gaye. Right. You, you have to like, uh, and I, I, I credit th- words do. Everybody yeah. knows what that sounds like. And I, and I think they actually did end up, um, give They had to give credit to mm-hmm. the Marvin Gaye estate and then they had to, I think, give them a percentage of like the royalties mm-hmm. from that song, you know? Um, but the whole, the whole, like the scariest part about that, that, that case was they were sued for the style of music. Cause I make synth wave. So yeah, yeah. if there's another guy out there who's like, Hey, this sounds too similar to my synth wave music, you know? So I'm going to sue him for the style, not, not the melody, but the style yeah. of, the, of the song because the, the beat is too similar The the, you know, um, like what else was it? Like the, the baseline is too similar. Like yeah. The notes are a one-to-one copy. Mm. That's, that's really dangerous. And again, it's, it's like, yeah, it's similar and that's a very different approach, but it's not that, what yeah. are you going to do? Come on. And there was even a term <laughs> they used there. I think there was a term of the style, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't know exactly what it was called, but mm-hmm. there was like, they used an actual term to define that style of music that was, you know, written for that track. Mm-hmm. Um, Great American soul. I don't know. Something God, like that. I don't know. It was like a weird, I think it was like, like an Italian musical word. I, I mean, mm. like an actual musical term is oh, what yeah. they, what, that was their argument and mm-hmm. they, they won the case. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy because you never know what you, if what you're writing is going to get you in trouble. Yeah. Um, but then again, you still have people that are, yeah, they're, they're writing music the way they wanted to, mm-hmm. whether it's intentional or not. If, if one day you do find out it's very similar to something else that was written 20, 30 years ago, you know, then you might want to explore that with like an entertainment lawyer and you might have to give that artist credit to avoid a lawsuit in the first place. Yeah. Which is, that sounds fair and just do it. Yeah. Whatever. Like we know that you didn't do this. We know you didn't create this. Uh-huh. And just, so just give the original artist credit. Synthwave is going to be a little more complicated, but like, Marvin yeah. Gaye or Radiohead. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember the whole Radiohead Lana Del Rey thing? Yeah, Radiohead stole that from they the got Hollies. Sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, Hollies yeah. were like, "That's not yours either." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Radiohead sued. They 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 sued Lana Del Rey, you know, for a song that they were sued for. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And there was another. Um, yeah, Radiohead's one of them. Led Zeppelin's actually known for that too. Oh, they got well. They lost all their cases. They're right? known for that. Yeah. yeah they yeah. have a reputation for like that one like Stairway. Broke my heart. Yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. was such a big Zeppelin fan. Uh, in high school, mm-hmm. I had everything. Yeah, I love Zeppelin. Yeah, I still have all the records and all that sort of thing. Man, that one broke. And Elvis broke my heart too. Yeah, to find out he didn't write a thing. What, was did he have a producer who did all his? Yeah, uh, he didn't write a word. Oh. He didn't write a, a melody. He didn't write a note. Like he just. Oh shit! He was an entertainer, which is great. Like I love Elvis. I still yeah. love Elvis. Broke my heart to know that he didn't really. Yeah. You know. He didn't have a part in the creative process. So he was he was just like a recording artist and he had a ghost producer. Yeah. Like like how a lot of a lot of artists do that today. Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Or <laughs> you know, Katy Perry. Like a lot a lot of them they just they hire people to write their music, you know, songwriters and stuff. There's actually a really big songwriter, he's a Swedish guy. Mm-hmm. Don't know his name. Swedish producer. But dude, he he's like the he's like the biggest one and mm-hmm. he he uh he he wrote Blinding Lights by or for the weekend. Mm. which is an incredible song. Like mm-hmm. I love that fucking song. You know, yeah. it is, if, if anybody took Synthwave to like, uh, you know, to the mainstream, it mm-hmm. was, it was him who like kind of 
just reminded people, hey, like this is synthwave. Yeah. You know, and this this is what it is, and it's a good it's just a good sounding genre of music, and mm-hmm. it's really cool. Um, you know, he really amplified it in that regard, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, because otherwise it's just a fringe. It was always on the fringe, right? Yeah, it was just it was more of like a like I know the movie Drive really exposed yeah. synthwave for like mm-hmm. the soundtrack and the songs used in it. Kavinsky is like he he's actually considered like he's like considered to a lot of synthwave producers like the god of synthwave. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, yeah, like I don't I don't my main my my main influence when I write synthwave um, is Calm Truce. Ah, oh, yeah. To me, he he's like my god of synthwave. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love Calm Truce, um, but I don't set out to like steal his melodies and and you know um uh i don't try to like copy his work i'm just inspired by it yeah so yeah like certain elements will sound similar mm-hmm. like like his uh his instruments mm-hmm. you know his synthesizer i love the way his synthesizers sound and his yeah. bass but like you can't copyright that you can't trademark that yeah. you, you can't be like you can't use a synth bass with you know two oscillators detuned yeah. ever because that's <laughs> mine you know yeah you can't do that it's like so. you're really tying everyone's hands here you yeah so. I can't use a G chord. What? Yeah, exactly. Why? Yeah, don't you ever try and use like a, a fucking G minor triad ever because yeah. that's mine, you know? <laughs> Never do that. You can't do that. So it's it's like... No, then, it, nothing, then nothing progresses. Nothing yeah. gets shared. Nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, like nobody owns the, all the white keys or the black keys on, on a keyboard or on yeah. a piano. Um, but I think when it, what it all comes down to is just if, if it is very similar to something else then consult with a lawyer if you need to and just give them credit. Yeah. You know, you, and you, just to avoid the headache yeah. of a lawsuit <laughs> and, and months and months and months of just deliberation, like just avoid it, give the artist credit. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have to give them a slice of the pie eventually, but um, as long as they're credited, mm-hmm. you, you, there's a chance you can avoid a lawsuit. Yeah. So in an industry that's out for money too, that is notoriously like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, and especially now, you know, Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of musicians, a lot of major musicians, are at war with Spotify and all the streaming sites. Well, after we saw how much dude is making, and then him talking shit, saying produce more music. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> you want more money? Just make more music. Yeah. Fuck you. So, like, what did you do to get two billion dollars? <laughs> yeah. You c- created a really cool app that only exists because of musicians. Yeah. It doesn't do anything else. Exactly, and and Spotify was birthed out of Napster, wasn't it? Like. Sean, Sean Parker had a hand in creating Spotify. Yeah. You wanna, <laughs> are we going to go down that road with them? Like, oh, God. Come on, man. We don't have to. But, yeah. <laughs> but that guy, like, I, I get it, you know, but he really, he really, he really disrupted the music industry during that time. Yeah. You know? he, he changed it. Which um, is like, I like the idea of it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm with you. I don't pirate music anymore, but the ability to share and 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 just disseminate yeah information like music, that sh- level. music should be free no no not at all like should food be free and yeah and I, i'm paraphrasing that's what jack white said mm-hmm. when should food be free? yeah it's he like, well, he because like somebody <laughs> oh yeah it's when title was announced oh uh, when when the streaming site title mm-hmm. which which i think is a really really cool if you're an audiophile, mm-hmm. it, that title's for you. Mm-hmm. If you want to stream music at the highest available format, mm-hmm. then go to Tidal. You're going to pay a little bit more out of your pocket. Like, it's I like, think what, it, 20 bucks? Yeah, it's like yeah. 20 bucks a month. But if you want that, it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's really great for that reason. 
And I remember um, there was a lot of backlash over it at first because it's like Spotify already existed. Mm-hmm. Pandora was already out there. I think Apple Music had just was just coming out or, or before it was Apple Music. It was actually Beats Music mm-hmm. before Apple bought mm-hmm. it. Um, and I remember, um, I think, you know, you know, Bobby, right? Uh, Bobby Herrera. Do I? I think you know him. Mutual friend? Maybe. Yeah, he's a mutual friend of ours. Like, uh, Herrera, maybe. Or Robert Herrera. Shout out to Bobby, by the way, yeah. for listening to this. <laughs> Love you, man. Sorry if we've met and I, I'm totally spacing right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, yeah, he, um, I, I think he posted, uh, like, an excerpt from Jack White's response. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I saw it. And it was Jack White's response to people was like, you're saying music should be free. Well, mm-hmm. should food be free? <laughs> yeah. Know? Should cars be free? Should, should airplanes be free? Mm-hmm. Why? Like we're, we're giving you a service. We're giving you a product. Yeah. Like why, why do you think music should be free? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm recording it and writing it and, and touring the world and, and producing merch and giving you art, why is that free to you? Yeah. You know, and if and it's free, then I'm not going to do it anymore and you get yeah, nothing. Exactly. So if, if music should be free, then, then we should, then nobody should make music anymore. Mm-hmm. And let's see how we can survive in a world without music. No, you know, not, not down for that. No, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I can't imagine a fucking world without music. Yeah. But, um, he had, he had a point there. It's like, if you're telling me art should be free, then I guess everything else, everything, everything in this world should be free. Yeah. And who knows? We might be heading in that direction given the way the pandemic is, yeah. You know, killing us. We'll just say that. Changing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to head into a Skynet future where everything's free? Yeah, it's free, but like you just can't do anything with it. You just got to yeah. avoid, you got to avoid being terminated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't pay for anything in the Matrix either. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but there was that, that, that argument that I heard that like, you can't like remember the old ads you wouldn't download a car you wouldn't download <laughs> yeah yeah i would yeah. <laughs> if yeah. i could <laughs> i can't do that <laughs> yeah that, that was a really funny ad it's like you wouldn't download a car yeah. would you, you know? <laughs> yeah it's like you um, wouldn't you wouldn't download a house yes i would but that's the thing is like there are people out there who totally would yeah you know uh i i i wouldn't because <laughs> yeah. i you I would know, download a Toyota. I wouldn't download like a Porsche. <laughs> download a Tesla. Yeah. Or, or, I would, yeah, yeah. I would really want to do that. 3D yeah. print a Tesla. I mean, fuck, who knows? We might be there in 10, 20 years. It's replicators. It's Star Trek tech. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 all about now just uh, just even if it's if it's free and if 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 one person buys it and they're going to share it with the world. Um, I see benefit in that if you're like an unknown indie artist because a lot of artists were created out of that era of mm-hmm. like file sharing and free and, and downloading music for free or legally oh for sure a lot of a lot of bands actually found success in that but you know not everyone got success out of that and a lot of people especially like record labels were hurting tremendously from that yeah but um i i, I definitely see like you know why people do it and then and then i see from my point of view, why I don't do it. Cause like if I illegally download music, I'm stealing from the artist mm-hmm. from the musician and that, and technically I'm going against what I stand for. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, it's just wrong. I, yeah. I just, I wouldn't do it. So all you kids out there don't download <laughs> music. You fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Is there even a way to do it anymore that doesn't poison your computer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually there is. Uh, there's, yeah, a, they'll find a way. There's <laughs> websites now. Like what I told you earlier, when, um, 
I used to like rip audio from videos. Mm. There's a site where um, I I don't know if it still exists. It was called offliberty.com. All you would do is, yeah, you you just copy and paste the, uh, go on YouTube and find the music video, Mm -hmm. copy and paste the URL into the, into the, the website. Mm -hmm. And then you click a button and it spits out an MP3 Mm -hmm. and there you go. That's pretty cool. That's the, you, you, you just, you just ripped the the song technically. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think it's there anymore. I think it got, you know, shut yeah. down. Well, more will pop up. I, there's browser extensions for stuff like that. Oh, now. totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you could take it down, but someone else in some kid in New York has already replicated that website. Yeah. You know, and if Chrome has the co- code for it, or right. like the in- infrastructure to, to allow it, then it's not entirely illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a weird gray area there. And exactly. Not, you know, not to justify it. Honestly, don't steal shit. Recognize art for what it is. It, pay for it, you know? Like, if you love it, pay for it. If you, if you support the artist and what they stand for and what they support, support them by, you know, buying their music. Yeah. You know? It's, it's that easy. But, um, yeah, there's, there's always going to be that, that crowd of people who don't believe in that and they say, fuck all that. You know, music should be free. It's just music, you know, because yeah. it means something different to them. Um, then I, yeah, sure, do it, I guess, but go fuck yourself. Yeah, they're anarchists, <laughs> and they, yeah, uh, they don't, yeah, they don't have a lot of anything, other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, you're you're a sadist. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, that's a good note to end on, huh? Yeah, yeah, hey, I don't guess. steal shit. Don't be a sadist. <laughs> yeah, don't be a sadist. Yeah, especially well, <laughs> not now. <laughs> In this climate, yeah, just uh, support support people, support the people that you love. Yeah, and follow. support people you love. Be happy. Don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, and and wear a mask, please. And wear a mask. And wash your hands. It's yes. that easy. Yeah. yeah, you should have been washing your hands at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. It's funny that we, we, are, have, we, we have to tell adults to wash their hands. Yeah. Well, we have <laughs> signs everywhere in every bathroom. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's a fucked up world. But um, yeah, yeah, dude, thanks for having me over. And, yeah, uh, thanks for coming, man. Yeah. This is fun. And uh, where can we find you? Um, I'm, I'm, if you go to my Instagram, there's a, there's a link that takes you to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on SoundCloud. Just look up human offline, mm-hmm. two words. Um, I'm on Spotify. I'm on all the streaming platforms. Um, and uh yeah there's more music coming um i think i'm gonna put out my ep around halloween time sweet because i have some really dark sounding tracks i want to release around halloween because it's awesome. the perfect time so yeah um yeah again man thanks for having me thanks thanks for the beer yeah of course it's great Thank coming you out for the beer we got the same thing <laughs> yeah please please keep it keep keep that i'm not taking that with me that was a gift so keep, keep the beer oh thanks yeah yeah then please um and uh yeah maybe Maybe next time Vinny will be here. Maybe we'll have uh, oh, I'm down. We'll have another ambient track that yeah. we worked on together. We still have the skeletons too to take another picture. Oh, that's you right. You guys took yeah. pictures of the skeletons. Yeah, we'll have we'll have them join the the podcast yeah. Yeah. next time. We'll get extra mics. No, I'm not gonna do that. We'll just puppeteer them. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, man. All right, thanks, dude. Cool. Thank you.